Welcome back to the Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. And I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about Broncos from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road. Speaking of Generation 1 through Generation 6, they have parts for all Generation Broncos, especially a lot of the new Bronco stuff. They've got a lot of cool new Bronco parts on there. Had a whole podcast talking about the new Bronco last time. So we're not going to talk about that this time. This time, we're talking about the Gen 2 Bronco. Well, welcome back. What have you uh, What have you been working on this week? Uh, throwing wrenches, <laughs> getting mad at stuff. This is pure frustration. Um, yeah, it's just funny that I think a, a lot of manufacturers make parts overseas for American cars. Yeah. And a lot of people here in the States will sell you those parts and you get a, a throttle cable for your Bronco and you order it for a Bronco, but it's actually a Mustang throttle cable. The ends don't work. You got to do all these modifications to one end or the other. And, you know, you got to change one to a clevis from the ball. And anyway, it just, uh, and then you got to cut it. And it's just like, can they not just make, you know, like a 10 inch cable that has the right ends on it and things like that. So, um, I've been making a list of all of this stuff, you know, you know, I'm going to fix this problem and, uh, just come up with the right part. Maybe I get Tom's to make it and sell it. And it'll be a part that fits when you put it in and you can take a, a, what takes an hour and a half to two hours and make it a 20 minute job. It's just like, look, you call it a Bronco cable and it fits your Bronco. Yeah. So I've messed with that throttle cable. I did one like a low car one. And I mean, you have to like do a loop that comes around (laughs) and then attaches because like the, it'll, it's the the S is too sharp for it to make it around. So yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about. So frustrating. Well, and I figured that whole S thing out. I made it work. I oh, just nice. had to customize a bracket that oh. like that doesn't pull it way away from the throttle pedal where yeah. it comes through the firewall. So anyway, just that sort of stuff. But I'm trying to look at these as opportunities. Yeah. And because uh, I know I'm not going to do it that way again. So it's like, how hard is it to make a bracket? Yeah, it's true. We've all been there. We've all been there. Well, I haven't done any Bronco work this week <laughs> i've just been You're still in the bathroom yeah no i'm <laughs> not working on the bathroom i've been working so unfortunately um that is that takes time too i i do full-time video production um i have my own company and uh i get to do cool stuff though because i actually um work with a guy ian johnson he's one of my clients and he has the show on a uh, motor trend called four-wheeler Um, But he always gets these random projects as well. And he's doing a show for Motor Trend right now as well with Christian Hazel called 4x4 Garage. Um, And so we're actually, um, we, I'm I'm filming it and editing it and it's going on YouTube. So you can check it out on YouTube, 4x4 Garage. But uh, it's like they're, um, they had a Cummins R2.8 Jeep and they are taking the engine and drivetrain out of it. Because the engine like literally outlasted the Jeep. Jeep's like crumbling around it. Um, put it on a new chassis, stretched it, um, making it a pretty cool off-road rig. And then they actually are working on the like one of the first test rigs for the Cummins 24 valve in a truck. 
So like wow. Cummins years ago, you know, put a 24 valve in a Chevy truck and, um, you know, started testing it. So, I mean, Cummins, they do all this testing and, um, I've worked with them, uh, on a couple different projects, really cool company. Um, and they do really cool work. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun, fun being able to, I still work around cars. I still, you know, but I'm usually filming someone else do the work and then editing it when I get home. So yeah, not, not actually doing the work this week, um, but filming over there. But if you're watching Ian, you're watching someone do it right. That's right. So yeah. yeah. And he, man, he can fab up anything in his shop. It's almost easier for him to fab something up than to try to make something bought off the shelf work. You know, uh, it's like, yeah. I see him struggle more when it's like, what is, you know, this bought off the shelf part. Like, how do I make it fit? But otherwise he's like, uh, yeah, let me just go to the plasma table and cut that out. And then I'll weld this together. And then I'll, you know, and it's like watching him work is incredible. So yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, this episode, we promised this at the beginning uh, or at the end of last year, we're going to start going through the generation two through five, maybe six. So today is all about the second generation Ford Bronco. And this is, I mean, this is a favorite, obviously, like such a cool Bronco. It's, it, it looks cool. Um, and when you see them, you know, you're like, oh, that is, that's a, such an iconic big Bronco. You know, I think everyone calls it the big Bronco. Um, and David Young had one uh, at Ford Fest when we were out there um, in October. And he had got it from his dad and rebuilt it. And it just, I mean, like that Bronco is so iconic. And so uh, it's not as iconic as the first generation. It's not the OJ generation, but I feel like it's the Bronco that when you get into Broncos, you go, wait, wait, what's that? You know, it's like this, like, oh yeah, I have a first gen or, oh yeah, I like the, you know, I have a fifth gen, but then you see the second gen and you're like, oh what is, what is this one, <laughs> this beauty, uh, over here? So I, I really like the, the second generation. Yeah. They, they, some of the design things that went into that, the whole process that they went through took them forever, but, um, <laughs> it just turned out so really so good. The roof was so much better than the K five roof once they got it figured out. So are we going to, are we going to do like between gen five and six, like cricket noises and like have an episode where we don't have anything but like nature sounds. Yeah. It was just be beautiful nature for how well, many years? Happened 14 years too long. 24 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Worth the wait, but still. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember the, the gen two Bronco. I have a story from when I was a kid and, uh, specifically like, uh, my friend Ronnie Myers, I lived way up in Northern Indiana where we got, feet of snow and uh his dad had a, a 79 bronco that was silver and it was on uh i think 40 inch monster whatever the biggest tire was they made they were at least 38 inch tires back then and really wide the tires yeah. were like giant blown up donuts <laughs> balloons well, yeah like river rafts they were so <laughs> huge and it had little 15 inch rims or whatever the biggest size you could get back then was maybe I don't know if 16s were out yet, probably, but in uh, super deep dish wheels and it was all tire and no rim. Yeah. And uh, you could hear that truck come in from blocks away. So we'd be in Ronnie's garage and we'd be putting all of his dad's tools back. 
because we knew he was coming by. I'm sure his garage was spotless. He knew we were in there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in the winter, um, I remember the winter of 78, 79, they would just come pick me up and they'd, they'd come down the street and we have cars parked on both sides of the street and it was one lane in between them. And uh, they just come barreling through these forfeit snow drifts, just jumping <laughs> this thing in the air. It'd be bouncing over the roofs of the other cars and the drifts. And, uh, you know, there would be only emergency vehicles were allowed out, but we were always out in that truck <laughs> pulling awesome. anybody out that was dumb enough to go out in those conditions. Yeah. Kind of like what they just had in Buffalo, you know, drifts over houses and things yeah. like that. They were always be out in that truck and would pick me up. And we had such good memories. Went four wheeling in that truck and climbed a hill, and and I learned what it meant at a you know at eleven years old to pucker up. You know, it was <laughs> crazy. I I thought I was gonna die. You know, yeah. I swore we were gonna flip over backwards because it was so bouncy on those tires. But that truck was gorgeous, and uh, I just remember it was it was a fantastic truck. Yeah, one of my buddies, uh, you telling that story reminded me he had a seventy eight second gen. Um, and whenever we went out, I would, I had a Jeep Cherokee and he would pull me behind him because I mean, that would be us on the trail is just him pulling me behind him because my Jeep Cherokee did nothing. You know, it couldn't make it anywhere. I would get stuck. I'd be spinning tires. I don't even think I had lockers in it, but in it, he would just, you know, hop in, put a toe strap on me and just pull me out of whatever trail we were on. But yeah, I, I, I love the, the second-gen Bronco. Well, you know, size matters, right? That thing was so big. I remember that when we pulled people out of the snow, uh, they didn't have snatched, like, the stretchy straps back oh, then. Yeah. And he just about ripped their bumpers off. <laughs> Every time he hit it so hard, they'd be like, he'd pull them out for sure, but I think he'd bent all kinds of parts on people's cars. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, getting into uh, the history of the second-gen Bronco, um, you know, we were talking about this back in our one of our latter history episodes. You know, really, they started planning the second-gen Bronco in the, like, 74, 73, 74 type time period. And because of the oil crisis or whatever it was that was going on, it got pushed back, and they kept doing just these... Uh, upgrades to the first generation Bronco. Um, and so even though the second gen Bronco was only really produced in 78 and 79, it would have come out, I believe it was 74 or 75 that it actually would have come out. Uh, so it's interesting to, to think about that and to know the history, but even, you know, Ford was working on this because in 1972, the Blazer was outselling the Ford Bronco first gen two to one. Yeah. I mean, Ford is looking at this going, we've, we have to do something. I, th- I think it was uh 69 or 70. It was like 44,000 Blazers to 22,000 Broncos <laughs> somewhere in that neighborhood. And they, they actually started the full size Bronco actually pilots our production, not production models, but uh, prototypes. In 1972, there are letters where wow. you know, going back and forth from this Karen and company did the two prototypes for them. Okay. They're very different. They look the same, but like the the B pillars up by the roof, which um, was radically different. And mm. um, 
there's, uh, I might have been 72. They had already figured that whole top out. So yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, in, in talking about the top and the Blazer, um, the Blazer was just a shortened, I don't know, C10, a Chevy truck, you know? So it was, it was a shorter bed uh, with a back seat and then with the, the hard top on there. So the hard top was a unique feature, but it was also a shorter bed. So Ford's looking at this going, hey, we've got our 6th gen F100 out. What if we just chop the bed shorten it and and put the you know a hard top on there so you know they did they they actually took the blazers hard top and started test fitting that like that the first those first designs that you were just talking about that actually had a chevy a, a version of the chevy hard top on there in those prototypes and i just think that's so interesting that you know that was kind of the uh the the birth of the Bronco too was with a Chevy Blazer hardtop. Yeah, they actually bought Blazer fiberglass roofs. They've so in in Todd's book, there's a picture of the two trucks: the one with the Ford designed rear roof and the one with the Blazer roof that actually had like hinges, and you can see how much better design they did. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's funny that it, it took them so long uh, to get it done. I, I do, yeah, we're, we're talking about Todd Zerker's book, um, The Legendary History of the Ford Bronco. Definitely pick one of those up if you haven't yet. If you're watching, listening to this podcast, watching it, you've heard us talk about it, you need one, go get one. But yeah, uh, Todd talks a lot about um, the uh, the design of the second gen Bronco in I, his book. I think it's like, uh, there's like 16 pages on the Gen 2 in there. Yeah. And I don't know where, how he gets these pictures. He has the best sources through Ford Motor Company. And um, they've really given him some, like the renderings are just amazing. They're in there from that period. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they came out with uh, the Shorthorn. They they made four prototypes um, before they decided. So I guess this is between 72 and 74. They came up with about four prototypes, a Shorthorn, which is the size of a blazer, a Midhorn, which was the size of an Expedition, and then a Longhorn, which was the size of the Suburban, which is funny because we know they made the Centurion, which was a four-door full-size blazer for a couple of years, maybe. They're really hard to find. Full-size Bronco, the Centurion. Yeah, 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 you said blazer. Not blazer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those are really rare. Um, so rare. But then the the fourth thing they made was this one called a wide horn, which ironically was six inches wider, more off-road. So it really had this Raptor-esque look to Man. it. And um, of course, it was just a, a, a prototype. And then they ultimately chose the short horn as the truck that they were going to run with for production reasons. You know, and it's still, you know, it's still way bigger. But it's funny that, you know, they come out with all these models in this work and then they just narrow it down to one and that's what they roll with yeah totally so one of the things that i thought was really interesting was you know they obviously started with the f100 and used the the front clip and the hood and you know the doors and then um kind of used some of the the back but they obviously shortened it short horn and used the chevy blazer top on it but what I thought was interesting about it was they actually started calling it the F wagon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wondered because I had something in here where in 1975, it was called the 1975.5 F wagon. And I didn't know what the F it was. 
F apostrophe wagon. It's like right. effing wagon. What, yeah. what were they thinking here? <laughs> I thought I always thought that was funny. Like, oh, the F wagon. Okay. Like, who is thinking this is a good idea? You know, like, <laughs> who's going, you know what? We'll call it. But what if they did? Like, what if we had the first generation Bronco and then we had the F wagon? <laughs> like, it's just so It's because it took so long. These guys are like, <laughs> I want a different job. Yeah. I've been on this full size Bronco for seven years (laughs) (laughs) but i'm glad they didn't change it but it was because it was so similar to the f100 it was called the f wagon internally yeah not what i thought yeah uh you know uh, i always like to look at the designers and see who was the designer on the project and what they did because we talked about all that in the early bronco and then this truck is so different it doesn't share one part, I don't believe. So the main designer that was tasked with this project from Ford, his name was Dick Nesbitt, and he was from the truck division, which only makes sense because he says use all the parts you can from assembly, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to reduce manufacturing costs. His notable design elements to me on the Gen 2 Bronco are the side windows on the roof because there was an argument about having four rounded corners on those side glass because it made the fiberglass stronger and if they were pointed, it, they were four weak points structurally. So oh. they came up with this opposite corners were pointed and opposite corners were rounded. So you had two rounded, two pointed, and it made just this beautiful shape for glass. And then they matched the B pillar to that shape. So the pillar behind the door handle that goes up the yeah. roof has this big wide angle. And it's really attractive. Yeah. And when you separate the body line color from the roof line, it just doesn't look clunky. Yep. It's not a vertical line there, and it's radiused at the bottom. And it's to me, it makes that the full-size Bronco look way better than the Blazer. Yeah. Um, and then what's really cool is there's, uh, in Todd Zerker's book, there's uh, page 100. They have all these renderings that Todd was able to get access of, of like the artist renderings of that whole roof wow. system and that, and it made the whole truck. But you'll see the backs of two trucks and the differences between them. That's cool. That's really cool. So I feel like um, that that he really just killed the design on that truck. That the roof line—I don't know if you know that pillar I was talking about—it goes up and over the roof and is raised, kind of like a headband. And uh, they call that the targa band. Huh. And it's a design element that makes the roof work with the body. But there's funny. There was a there was another fully detailed short horn that was made by Ford. Uh, as a prototype or concept and it was all gold inside and out and it had a topper and they took that roof and they brought it way up and it looks really goofy and they took the side windows out so it looks like a topper you know and it's kind of silly looking but it had like they're bragging about it It had simulated sheep wood on the inside (laughs) i'm like what the (laughs) heck is sheep wood so I'm doing a search on the internet. I can't find anything except for pictures of sheep painted on wood. (laughs) It's like, so somebody knows what sheep Sheep wood, wood. not inexpensive, but like, yeah, let me know what that is. (laughs) Sheep wood. Let us know. Leave a, leave a little comment. If you know what sheep wood is, (laughs) or if you have a picture better yet, or if you have a Bronco with sheep wood, that would be the best. The Bronco. The Bronco. Yeah. I mean, when, um, when the jet, the second generation came out in 78. Ford was actually using the second iteration of the F100 grill. So mm. the F100, because um, the 
sixth generation F100 is that 73 to 77. So you'll see on the early F100s or different ones of the dent side um, that the uh, the top of the grill has, it's like a separate section that has, um, I think it's Ford or something across the, the grill. Uh, they use the second version of that, which is the one that we all know as the second gen Bronco grill, but that was on the Ford truck, um, Ford F100 as well. So yeah, so the Bronco comes out in 1978. Um, and, you know, compared to the early Bronco, like you said earlier, this was the big Bronco. This was, you know, it was a good bit bigger. Um, the wheelbase on it was 12 inches longer. So you went from 92 on the first gen to 104 on the second generation. The overall length was 30 inches longer, 152 inches to 180 inches. Like, I just think that's a crazy, you know, like that that's 30 inches is, is, is a big deal. Um, when you're talking about going off road, like that drastically changed the approach angle. It changed the departure angle. Like all mm-hmm. of that is changing with this off-road vehicle. Um, and the overall width went from 69 inches to 79 inches. So 10 inches wow. wider. But think about what that did inside the cab. Like you have just have so much more leg room. You, you know, like I'm, I'm a tall guy driving a first gen Bronco. Like I feel a little crushed, you know, like I feel like I'm kind of ducking to look under the windshield, you know, just different stuff, you know? So we went from 69 to 79 inches. So you've got so much more room, but off-roading, you know, it's like more comfortable to, to take it off road. And I think it was, um, uh, motor trend wrote and, you know, write up of it, or maybe four wheeler magazine or something, Uh, And they said it's like off-roading in a Mercedes, you know, (laughs) that's perfect. Yeah. It's just like that, that classic, you know, luxury feel while you're, you're wheeling, you know, what's what everything was bigger, you know, we'll talk about like the engine and everything else. But when you just look at the sheer weight of the truck, the Shorthorn weighed in at 4,717 pounds, which is. Uh, compared to the early Bronco, 3,500 pounds was the heaviest it I think it ever got. So it's like 40% heavier. Oh <laughs> it's, it probably did ride like a Mercedes on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, emissions also during that period, this is ironic, but they were just choking the engine's horsepower in the late 70s. So they offered a bigger engine, uh, a 400 cubic inch. I don't know if it got better gas mileage, but the no. emissions were better. Really? And, uh, so they, they offered like 30-some and 41-gallon tanks so that you could, because the mileage was terrible. <laughs> it was about the emissions, not the mileage. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, you know. Yeah. Um, keep keep the ozone layer, but burn fuel. That's right. Burn twice the fuel. Yeah. Um, so a bigger engine was offered. It was a 400-cubic-inch engine. Uh, for $167 more, um, and it only produced 156-ish horsepower. So, which Wait, kind of total or compared to the three, like 156 no, more than the 302? It made 156 horsepower and made produced 260 <sighs> foot-pounds of torque. So you're like, well, maybe it made a way more <laughs> torque than the early Bronco, but I compared that to the early Bronco, which made 135 horse or 20 horse less, 
and 243 foot pounds of torque. So wow. 19 less foot pounds of torque, but in a truck that weighed so Wait. much more. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, but everybody, everybody was under the same gun there. Yeah. Yeah. All the manufacturers were suffering from the same things. Man. Um, another, another option. This is a big deal. It came out in the, uh, upsized Bronco, which is an upsized transmission called the C6. And, uh, that automatic transmission was $197 more. It was the one used in a lot of their bigger trucks, utility uh, okay. vehicles, things like that. And they're like, it's indestructible, which it was, but still a three speed, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. So I've looked at that one. It's still, it's still a three speed okay. transmission. So it's like not even an overdrive. It was called the Selecto Shifto Cruzomatic. <laughs> I maybe added a few O's in there, but that, those were the names in yeah. the 70s. Um, all this greatly added to the weight of the truck and the new size body. And it was just, just they were massive. Yeah. Massively heavy. Massively heavy. And I mean, it is interesting, like not not a whole lot of difference under the hood. I would love to get my hands on a 400. Like, I think that would be super cool to rebuild one of those. Um, and I know that there's more parts out there for, for all those, but yeah, that would be cool to, to get my hands on a, a 400, they rebuild just, it. Yeah. They have, they have more material around the cylinder walls so you can bore them way out. Yeah. And that's what all the drag racers did. Yeah. Well, in 1978, there was a record 77,917 Broncos made. That's just crazy. That is a 436% increase over the 1977 early Bronco. And, you know, you're looking at this and it's like, in my head, I always thought, oh, the second gen, it only went two years. Like, it didn't do as well as the early Bronco. But, in one year, they almost completely topped, you know, the the entire production of the early Bronco. And in 1979, they did it again by producing 104,000 second generation Broncos. That's crazy. Well, that if you if you total those up, that's like 181,000 Broncos, which was almost the total early Bronco production. It was just a little over 200,000. Yeah. And they did it in two years with a full-size Bronco. Yes. It, it's nuts. Like, I always, yeah, you just always think, oh, only two years. It must be so rare. They are rare. They are hard to find. But now to find out, oh, there was as many made, almost as many made as the Bronco. Like, it's Total crazy. early Broncos yes. in two years. This, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, they did have some cool trim level packages, though. The, you know, stripes were big. Yeah. In the late seventies, I mean, they were on your sweatsuits. Yeah. They were on air, furniture. Yeah. They were on your rugs. You know everything. And they had a, one of the trucks had uh, a trim package called the chromatic stripe. Yeah, and that went on for a couple of years. Um, so that was on the third level. So the three levels that you can get were the custom, which I believe some of those had round headlights. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they had like the old grill. And um, they had painted bumpers, wow. very little chrome, no chrome around the windows. And then the next level was the Ranger XLT, which was the majority of the production. They had chrome bumpers. Most of the grill was chrome, chrome around the windows. And then the last package was a freewheeling package. And that's where you got that crazy cool stripe. 
And yes. the free wheeling package was like $487. And you should see these uh, like sunset fade stripes on the truck. Oh, it's like yes. red to yellow with a little orange in the middle on a black truck. It was so striking and so 1979. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love the... Um, the interior packages and I love the look. I mean, you got the wood accents, uh, you know, in there you've got, you know, I was just looking at different, uh, different trims and stuff like that. And it's like, you've got all these features that I just think, man, it looked so cool. And it probably felt, you know, going from a classic Ford Bronco with like the metal panel inserts and the metal floor and the metal (laughs) roof. And then it's like, you know, you got this carpet kit and you got wood trim going on. You know, it was just like so bougie. Shag carpeting and <laughs> yeah. captain's chairs. And no, seriously, I think the captain's chairs were $500. Oh they were is they were more money than all the other options put together practically. Wow. But that's what people wanted. You're right. The insides were plush. Yes. Like yeah, a custom van. Sure. You know, you mentioned the custom package having round headlights possibly. And I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. Um, one of my Instagram followers reached out to me and he he's in like uh, South America somewhere. And he was saying that there are a bunch of the, what I think is like the prototype of the Bronco because it has the old style grill. Um, it has a different hard top. Like he was showing me all these pictures and it's like a different second generation Bronco it looks a lot like the second Bronco second gen Bronco, but it was in 1974, 1975 that they started popping up. Oh, so wow. I know so interesting. And he, he doesn't know a whole lot about it, but it was just one of those like, Oh man, that's so like such an interesting facet just because it didn't come in America. doesn't mean that, you know, the Bronco wasn't released somewhere else and some production units got sold uh, in South America, but the South American Bronco. The South American Bronco. We'll have to Bronco. find out about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, with that, you know, it, it's we have we're in luck with the first generation because we have all these great vendors like Tom's Off Road, where it's like, man, you can go and literally build an entire Bronco from their catalog. But with second gen, it's not that easy, and there aren't as many uh, vendors out there where you can just go and buy stuff. But just in in my research, I found LMC Truck actually has a lot of the panels and a lot of stuff for the the second generation Bronco, and it makes it just easy to find find stuff around there. Um, they have, I mean, obviously they have a lot of stuff with the F one hundreds and stuff like that. Um, but definitely LMC truck is one of those places where you can go and, and find stuff. And then you can still get a lot of the stuff from Tom's off road. It might not be labeled a second generation Bronco, but, um, you know, when you have similar axles, when you have similar engines and stuff like that, uh, it makes it easy to find some of that stuff, um, and, uh, and get some of that stuff. Well, I know if if you go to their website and you type in 1979, it'll offer you Bronco U150, and um, they have. I mean, they have every. They have floor pans. Yeah, they have pedal assemblies. They have all the interior parts, doors, fenders. I mean, they literally have quite a bit of stuff for the Gen 2 Bronco. Yeah, LMC truck. That's good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, be on the lookout. Next podcast coming up is going to be. 
Generation 3. I'm excited to get into that one. I want a Gen 3 right now as well. I'm looking for one. But yeah, and if you haven't yet, leave us a review. We're doing a sticker giveaway. Grab a screenshot of your review on iTunes and uh, screenshot it. Email it to us at questions at thebroncast.com. And uh, we'll send you a little sticker pack with some of our stickers, but it also will put you in a better place to be ready for our future giveaways um, that we're going to be doing later on this year on the podcast. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the broadcast. We want to thank our sponsors, Tom's off road for all your Bronco parts and ARP automotive racing products. We also want to give a special thanks to our technical producer, Josh Toller. We couldn't do this without him. And the music you heard today is from Adam Nitty, bass player extraordinaire. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Broadcast.